Okay, I want everybody to know I wasn't losing my mind last week. Um, there was a phone back here that was going off, just to let you know that, and uh, found that out after the service, so whew, my age, you start to wonder a little bit, so it's all good. Um, you know, we're going to uh, look at a new series, Earthquakes in the Bible, and you know, I, I've studied that before, and there's quite a few, and actually, uh, the ones that... Uh, especially through the Old Testament, New Testament, there's something specific that actually took place along with those earthquakes spiritually and, and, and physically in the earth. So we're going we're gonna to look at today a, a, a series, and today we're going to look at the, the greatest uh, earthquake in the Bible, in, uh, or which goes along with that. And I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 24, and uh, we're going to open up in prayer. Father, we're just so grateful, uh, Lord, that we gather here. I, as I say every Sunday, Lord, this first day of the week, that you rose from the grave. That's why we're here this day. And Father, whatever anyone has brought in here today that uh, is on their heart, that's pulling, uh, it's a stronghold maybe in their mind, I just pray, I ask you, Lord, that uh, they would look to you and at least be willing to give to you today whatever it is, and you can fight that battle because you always win. So we're thankful today, Lord, as we open your word, and uh, Lord, we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 24 in a minute, but you know, I, I, I didn't know how to bring two messages in one, so I'm just going to talk about this first, and then we're going to go to the to the message, but you know, there, there's a very interesting passage found uh, in the Bible in, in the book of uh, Hebrews, and it talks about sin, but it also talks about weight. And this is a different message, but so, in other words, we want to be so careful, uh, whatever that we're carrying around with us, it might not be sin, but it can be a weight that's pulling you down and especially in a detriment or in a negative way on the way someone looks at you and, your, and, and our faith. Let me give you an example. I, if I want to get down on anybody, I'm very careful about that. All of you know that they've come here for years. But if I do want to get down on anyway, I feel like I can those in my own profession. And if you've ever heard of this Instagram site, there's an Instagram site out there that's become pretty popular. And the name of it is called Preachers and Sneakers. I don't know if you've... Now, I'm going to ask you right now, which I do all the time, please don't Google it right now or why I'm, I'm preaching today. Because you've done that before. I, 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 you'd be amazed what I can see up here, what you're doing during the service. But so... Anyways, but it's called Preachers and Sneakers, okay? And a guy actually, I think, kind of started it really like as a joke. He just started different preachers uh, uh, and, and the sneakers and kind of a, uh, I don't know if it's a trend or a fad. The fad phases out, a trend, you know, keeps going. Well, the, the problem that I've seen is uh, I started noticing, so what, this is what he does. He posts the pastor when he's preaching, and he, and he 
has a shot of his shoes or like whatever gym bag they have with him, and then he posts up right next to it what they cost. Okay, and it is unbelievable. Like uh, you know, the 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 some of the sneakers or the backpacks that they wear. There's some of the sneakers that they're, they're, they're wearing are, are anywhere between six and two thousand dollars, six hundred and two thousand dollars. Some of them are up. One guy had one pastor had a pair of six thousand uh, dollar Jordans on, and all the and then the backpacks that they have. And so there, you would recognize some of the pastors. I'm not going to go in that. I'm going to be very careful of this, but. Here's, here's what you hear, but let me take it a step further on a weight, not so much a sin, but a weight. And we want to be so careful because here's what's happened. I don't get my news off of, of uh, used to be, you know, in our area, ground channel three, five or eight or uh, Fox News or CNN, you know, everybody's fighting with each other all the time. I, I go to the internet to get my news and to see what is on there. And I get a lot off of podcasts or YouTube channels because it gives you really a true picture of, of what's going on out there. Now, you and I would say to those preachers, uh, shame on them and look at all that money that could go to the poor, right? Well, let me go one step further with it. And that's why I'm talking about it today because it really, really bothers me. Uh, it bothers me because really it's not bothering them and they're continuing to do that and quite a few of them and thousands of dollars on, on all these different pair of sneakers or again, these backpacks or things. Guy had a, one pastor had a belt that was just the belt was $500, you know, and you can see it all. It's all on here. Now here's where I have a, have a, it really gets me. We are trying to be liked in the world that we live in. Nothing's wrong with having nice things. Nothing's wrong with being wealthy. But what I'm getting at is this. Is it a weight or is it a sin? You know, it can be one or the other. And the weight is that these pastors don't realize. And here's what I'm getting at. The YouTube channels that I get my, uh, a lot of my news off of. Now, get this. They have more followers on some of these YouTube channels and podcasts than, the regu- than CNN or Fox. They have like 2 million, 5 million. Some, one guy has like 10 million subscribers. Millions and millions of people follow these and listen to, to what they talk about with the news. And guess what they've talked about lately? the website or the Instagram preachers and sneakers. And you know what they talk about? I can't tell you how they talk because of what's laced in between each other word. But I will tell you this. Here's what they say. What a bunch of hypocrites. That's what they say. And guess what their audience is? Their audience is millions and millions, most of them young people. And what they do, they're, they're bringing this, and as they're bringing this, it's up in the picture. You know how you see YouTube or any, any podcast, and in the, uh, the corner, it, can, it shows this, the shoes and the pastors the whole time these guys are speaking, and they're saying, man, are you kidding me? Do you think I'd want to have anything to do with their church or what they're doing? What in the world do they think they're doing? Don't you think? And they say it. What? What even they know that they don't even know Jesus, but they know all that money could be going to whatever's good. Is it a sin? I don't know. You can make that call if you want to. Is it a weight? Absolutely. 
And what it's done is what we're trying to do in this world, what we want to do. We want to go into the darkness. You know, they're thinking that it's kind of cool to a lot of the church people and it's not affecting anybody. I tell you what it is, if they go on those sites and all of you can go on them on YouTube just the same as I do and listen to what these guys and ladies have to say about we, about the church, and about these supposedly leaders and what they do. What I want, the only reason I'm, I'm sharing that with you today, it just really irked me because I, I saw a different podcast this week and I went on, that, you know what, here's what I'm trying to say with all of us today. It is much easier than what you and I think. It's much easier than what we think to reach our world. All they have to do is see that we're genuine. We still make mistakes. We love them. But we know Jesus is the answer. And you're here today. You know, what we're looking at today is this earthquake in the Bible. Is that always remember every Sunday that you walk in here. We, we don't just do this just to do this. Every, every Sunday that, that we're here, it's the first day of the week. Go back thousands of years. I, I want you to know whatever you're facing, whatever's in your head today, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that you have hope. You have hope because of the greatest earthquake in the Bible. But we're going to look and, and lead up into this, and this is why I wanted to start this series, because in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, listen to what God's Word tells us. For the nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in different places. We all know what took place just a couple weeks ago in, Los, in the L.A. area, in Los Angeles, in that area, a 100-mile radius between there and, and uh, Las Vegas. There's two earthquakes, pretty good-sized earthquakes, uh, within two days. Well, do we overlook what God's Word says? God's Word says His Word is teaching us today. It's, His Word is real that there will be more of a frequency of earthquakes. Jim was looking up for a major earthquake uh, happens every, once a month and somewhere in the world, a major earthquake. Uh, we're seeing this happen more and more. Hey, where, uh, where are you going to eat after church today? I said, what are you talking about, Dallas? That's how we look at this. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, earthquake, man, those Dodgers are doing great, aren't they? Yeah, they are, man, they're really doing, first place doing good, yeah. That's what we do. What I want you and I to think of, stop, that's why you're here. Put the brakes on them, everything that's flying through you this week and realize that, one, we're spiritual beings, two, Jesus is the answer, and something is going on. We're living in, it's heading, as Matthew 24, we're headed that way. And as we are headed that way, I just want you to be aware. I want you to be thinking this week that we are closer, closer to seeing our loved ones in heaven through Jesus because before we know it, he is coming back. What does he tell us then? 
What, I, what do I want you to see today about that greatest earthquake in the Bible? Well, let's go to another passage in Matthew chapter 27 and verses 50. Matthew chapter 27, verses 50 through 54. Jesus was on the cross. He's dying on the cross. He's giving up everything that he has verbally, says even through his spirit. In Matthew chapter 27, as he is on the cross in verse 50 through 54, listen carefully. Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom, and the earth quaked, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. The earthquake supernaturally split the veil. What, what's the veil? The veil was, would be where the, the priest in the Old Testament would go in, and he's the only one that could go in because of all the sins of the nation and confess those once a year and say, Lord, we messed up, forgive us, will you lead us as a nation? What happened with that earthquake that day? The same I want you to know in your life and in my life, whatever fear that you have today, whatever barrier that's in your life, whatever it might be, is that veil, they say, was as large as this room and as thick as a hand breadth, they say. In other words, it's so thick, no one could rip it apart. But just because of that, Jesus said in his words, I'm going to rip it from top to bottom. So no human hand could ever even think that someone would be able to do that. It rips from top to bottom. What does that do for you and me today? When that earthquake took place and the ground shook and the temple veil was ripped from top to bottom. You know what that says to you and me today? Whatever you walked in here with, that barrier... Whatever it is has been torn down, and you and I, you know, you know what you and I can do? Let me read it. I, 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 you don't have to turn to it. I, I just wrote it down on the outside of my Bible. This is what you can do. You can. You and I can because of that earthquake, because of what Jesus did when that veil was ripped. And now any one of us can do this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of the grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You will face something this year that only your needs can be met by Jesus. And whatever it might be, I want you to know whatever the stronghold is, the Bible says they're strongholds, and you know where they are? They're right here. They're right here, and we're fighting with them today. And Jesus says he can pull down those strongholds. Why? Because of what we just read. You and I, whatever it is you're going through today, whatever you're thinking that is a barrier or is a fear or you've been discouraged from this year, whatever it might be, or you don't know what to do, or you feel fearful, I want you to know it was all torn down. When Jesus died on a cross, you say, why? why? Dallas, why can you speak with so much hope in that way? Here's why. Because you and I mess up. We don't deserve who Jesus is and what he can do for us. There had to be a sacrifice. And in the middle of that earthquake, there was. 
Jesus gave up his spirit, but what did he do? The greatest barrier was our sin. He died on the cross, and through Jesus, all our sins have been forgiven. That's why you and I have confidence today. You know what? You know what you say, Dallas. You know, okay, that might be good for you, but you know, I'm going through this. I'm going through that, or I think these things, or I don't even have a. I don't. You know. You know. Let me just put it this way. You know what your greatest battle will ever be? Your greatest battle. My greatest battle will ever be. It's not the sin out there in the world. It's not all the temptations that you have. You know what our greatest battle is, or always be, is to believe that Jesus can win that, whatever it is that you fill it in. That's your greatest battle. That's why we don't go to the Lord like we should. We, we don't really, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Whether it's a job situation, whether it's something personal, something that happened to you this year, something's going on at work, I don't know what you're dealing with. But I do know this. I do know that we needed his grace, and I know that you've been forgiven. We have been. Remind yourself today, no matter what the devil tries, you know why? You know why, why am I saying this like this? Because the devil is the accuser of the brother. He wants to accuse you today. Oh, you know what? You know, you think that you can come to church and everything can be fixed because you're going to start to believe the way you know you shouldn't Jesus again and you know and all this and it's up and down and whatever you might be going through but you know what look at you you're you're no good wait a minute just remind you know what devil you're right but I want you to see the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary I've been forgiven I have his grace I have found mercy in the time of need that barrier has been blown down. And that earthquake happened because of Jesus. And you and I, think about this tonight, driving your car, whatever it might be, you can always talk to Jesus. He's always going to hear you. No matter what you think, who you are, if, if you and I, your greatest battle is to believe because the war was won on the cross of Calvary. What does is, what is he say in that verse? Let's look down. Now, this is, this is hard for me to understand, but stay with me here. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Now, don't get this out of, out of uh, order here. And coming out of the graves after, notice, here's what it is. Not, it didn't happen when Jesus died. What happened, the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the graves after. So after the resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those who were with him, who were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, Truly, this was the Son of God. Uh, you know why that passage is not preached on very much in churches all over the world about the, 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 after the resurrection, after Jesus rose from the grave on this day, Sunday, that's why we're here, on this day, you have hope, I have hope, because any, any battle that you're facing has already been won. We celebrate his resurrection today. 
And it said at that day that after the resurrection, because it had to happen that way, after, because Jesus is the first fruits. He's the very first one who rose from the grave. We have hope now. And as we read that, here's where it gets confusing. All right, are you, stay with me here. And the graves were opened, and the saints went into the city and began to testify to all the people. Now, if you're like me, that's hard to wrap your head around, and, and me too. I, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, I've, okay, you know. It's hard to think about. How'd that happen? You know what? I, I'm, I'm here to tell you today, all the years of ministry, I, I don't know how it happened. How's that for an answer? You boy, it's great. You came here today to get some answers, and I don't have any. Here's what I want you to get. Here's, listen to me. Here's what I want you to get with this, and we're going to close this. I want you to understand. Quit trying to figure Jesus out. Quit. Stop. His miracle, the earthquake, what took place that you can win any battle that you face by the power of his resurrection, the miracle. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to look at your situation. Stop trying to see the future and how it's all going to come together. I want you to see Jesus, the risen Savior. And when you see him, he's got a plan. And a plan for your life, your life. As the devil is smacking you around all the time thinking you're not, that you're not able and you're not worthy, Jesus says, no, 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 hold on. I want you to remember what I've told you exceedingly abundantly I've got something for you more than you could ever think or ask if you're willing to believe let's close with this verse Romans chapter 13 Romans chapter 13 and verses 11 through 12 You can actually take this and pull it right in to this day, this week, right now. And verse 11 of Romans 13. Do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we first believe. I never never forget when I was... Uh, pastoring another church and a lot, a lot of thousands of people were there and I was preaching and uh, I'm about halfway through the message. <clears throat> There's a guy about halfway back. That's what he does. <laughs> I, I want you to know how encouraged that I was by that. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm saying, gee, I, man, that's good, man. At least I calmed the guy, I guess. Wake up. That's what the, that's what, wait. Get a wake up from everything that you're facing. What, so what am I, what do I want you to do when I say wake up? Look at whatever is happening in your life spiritually. Look at it with, with this x-ray. Look at it with whatever's going on, that there's this war going on in your life. The devil wants to try and destroy you and everything. And the Lord is there and he said, listen, you're going to win. You're gonna, always going to win. I want you to see me. 
And I want you to know, I, I want you to be so alive and awake that you see me, that you wake up from whatever it is and, oh, it's just another week and you know what, we've got to go back and do the things we're going to do this week and yeah, it's just another week and we're back here again and just, no, the Lord has an abundant life for you. Where is your joy meter today? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Jesus came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. Wake up from the misery that the devil has tried to throw you in and to see through the spiritual lens and begin to celebrate it and to live it. For now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The armor of light. Don't complicate it. What happens late at night when you walk into a room so you won't hurt yourself? It's the first thing we do. It's easy. It takes no effort. We go to wherever it is on the wall. We just flick the switch. And all the darkness flees instantly from the room because the light is on. Do you see what I'm saying? Is it so easy for us to know, will you just believe today? And when you believe today whatever Jesus needs to do in your life or what you need to believe in, it's just like flicking in a switch on. There's no effort in it. It's just to see the way Jesus wants you to see. And the light comes on. And you know what? Light is always an example for us in the Bible. The armor of light is truth. It's truth. Truth. Light. See, you're going to see. The devil is always going to lie to you. And Jesus is always going to tell you the truth. And when you see him and I see him in any situation, know the battle, the earthquake, what was torn from top to bottom so we could go boldly into his throne room and talk to him day or night and know that he's already won. And know that the earthquake, as it took place that day, the Bible says to go along with that, there was another great earthquake on resurrection morning. We just read that. Believe who he is today. Don't complicate it. Just flick the switch on. See Jesus in the room. And all the darkness fades, whether it's your thoughts, whether it's another person, whether it's whatever the devil throws in, and it vanishes because you now see Jesus. And when you see him, you begin to believe exceedingly, abundantly, more than you and I could ever think or ask what he has planned for those you today who love him because you chose to walk through that door and worship him today. Let's pray. So your heads are bowed today. You know, all of us walk in here.
with something different on our heart. And as close as you might be to the person that you came here with today, they might not even know what your fear is. But you can tell Jesus right now. And he'll take it. And he'll, what does God's word says today, and I close with this, and we know. And we know. And we know. All things work together for good. For those that love God, and I know you love him today. You love Jesus today. And I know you're called. I know you want to serve him. I know you're here today because you want to hear from him. You, as your busy schedules are, you chose to be here today. So I want you to know whatever it is in your life, how hard it's been, the hurts you've been through, God's going to take it. And somehow, somehow you're going to have that joy that you used to have. Somehow you're going to have victory because you now rely on the power of Jesus and his death and his resurrection. Father, we come to you today. Lord, if there's someone here as Ben leads us this morning, doesn't know you as their Savior, is Ben leads us and we give this what's called an invitation. We invite those through the power of your spirit, whether they're watching on YouTube or whether they're here today to pray, Jesus, forgive me, a sinner. I believe on what Dallas was even talking about today, about why you came, Jesus, to sacrifice your perfect blood on that cross. And by saying, Jesus, forgive me a sinner, I ask you to come into my heart, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. And as you do, Lord, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, if there's someone here today that, <clears throat> Lord, that just wants to pray that prayer, pray them today, may they come as Ben leads us today in this invitation song. In Jesus' name.